As the leaves fall and the temperature turns colder, the calendar turns to November. And as the calendar turns to November, we look forward to Thanksgiving, a day that began as a day of giving thanks for the blessings of the harvest and of the previous year, a day to celebrate gratitude. But for those who are grieving, Thanksgiving presents challenges. Today, in episode 20 of CC Airwaves, we help you understand what you are facing during this period of time. Welcome, everyone, to episode 20 of CC Airwaves. I'm Katie Karpinski, joined today by Joel Hansel. Hey, Katie, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I think that's the last intro here that I'll use my maiden name, Karpinski, because I recently got married. So Congratulations. Thank, Welcome back. Thank you. So from now on, I'll be Katie Rosen. So same person for everyone listening, just new last name. Excellent. <laughs> so in um, today's episode, we meet with Rhonda Abrams again, um, our bereavement coordinator. And we just wanted to take some time with her to reflect on November and this month leading up to the holidays and maybe some challenges and things that people who are grieving should be aware of. All right, so today we have Rhonda joining us, our bereavement coordinator. So thank you always as Rhonda for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks, so um, today we're gonna talk about Thanksgiving. Um, We're in early November now and Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And um, I think for everyone, Thanksgiving is going to look very different this year. But um, especially for people who are grieving, um, that adds its own complications. And then with COVID, it's just such a complicated time. So um, I think today we're just going to discuss some ways to uh, approach this time and to find some glimpses of gratitude, even though it is a very um, surreal and kind of challenging time. So again, like I said, Thanksgiving, it's a time to be grateful and, you know, give thanks for what you have. But uh, Rhonda, as I'm sure you know, that might be very difficult for people who are grieving this year. With the holidays, um, it's best to just break it down to the simplest form of celebrating that holiday. Um, But for those who are grieving, they have some um, challenges that they have to uh, consider first. So it's important for them to understand first what their facing in order to face the holiday you kind of have to look inside and and understand what's going on inside of you um so like katie you said first of all it's very difficult to be thankful when you're grieving especially if you're in heavy grief or if it's a new fresh grief someone just departed um it's very difficult to reach that place of gratefulness um the holidays involve family, companionship, um, uh, community. And when you have someone that's absent from your community, there's going to be some difficulty making adjustments to that. Support is something that people need when they're grieving, but because of the pandemic that we're going through, social distancing, distancing is going to complicate that. There's ways that you can adjust to your environment and in other ways, Um, but just randomly having people show up at a house is not going to happen this year. It has to be planned in order to be safe and effective. So that complicates things. Um, It also is a challenge because Thanksgiving is the beginning of a holiday season. And just being at the beginning of a season where 
people are expected to be amongst family members um, where um, I would say not attitudes, but people's personalities might clash to begin with. Just being amongst your family members that you're not normally around could cause some anxiety. It could. Um, it's towards the end of the year, so people are fe- feeling a little bit down. Um, I would say maybe even depressed because it's the end of the year. Um, For some of us, it might be a happy thing. Maybe you're looking forward to the end of this crazy year and have a fresh start in January. So it all depends on your perspective. So those are the things that people need to consider. And I would say, too, with your last point, um, Joel and I were just talking before we started recording about how the time change is happening. It's going to get darker. And I know a lot of people struggle with seasonal depression just because the sun isn't out as much. So I think November is kind of the start of that as well. Yeah, Yeah. very true. Physical and emotional changes. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how you listed that out, Rhonda, because I think for a lot of people, sometimes just identifying those stressors can help you approach them. Like you said, this year, it just seems like the one of the words is just to plan, like anticipate these things. And that way you can kind of wrap your mind around it and hopefully come up to a solution. Right. Right. That's how grief is in general is, is knowing what you're faced with and planning, planning to adjust to what you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And we're hoping to, um, in regard to maybe some ways with COVID and gathering together this year, we're hoping in the next couple of weeks to um, provide everyone with some content um, about different ways to feel connected during the season, um, whether you're grieving or not, but um, just some creative ways to um, feel connected to your family and friends and, um, you know, find some joy in the, in the holiday season. But um, getting back to today's topic, I think, um, you know, like after identifying all those different stressors, I think the second part is, you know, trying to find those glimpses of gratitude in your life, Um, even taking into account all those different challenges as they present themselves. And I think the big misconception, this is something that I know I never really thought about until I started working at the cemeteries, is the fact that you can um, be grieving and still be joyful and still be grateful. And I think the challenge is just finding a way to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's a delicate balance that you have to, you have to play it out. Um, Just recognizing your grief and also taking an active part in seeking out things to be grateful for. Gratitude is basically an emotion. So it's a response to something that you have happened in your life. So it's kind of important to look at what's going on in your life outside of the death of your loved one. Look at all the other things that are going on. There's always some glimpse of light or hope that people can hang on to, to to bring a little spark of gratitude. Katie said, grief and gratitude, they're not exclusive. They coexist and they can peacefully coexist if you give yourself permission to do so. And that's important because a lot of people feel I lost a loved one, so I have to be sad. Mm -hmm. I have to be angry. Um, I have to nurture this, you know, this side of me that's sad. I need to uh, pamper it. Um, But you also have to play that balance of looking for things to be grateful for. Uh, Your life still goes on. You still have a purpose in your life. Um, You are able actually in your grief to help other people still. So you have to, it's, it's all a matter of perspective of how you're 
balancing out your gratitude with your grief. Um, I heard just recently um, someone say something about how sorry they were that they were so sad. And I thought, no, please, you have to acknowledge actually what you're going through. It's not a sin to be in sorrow. Um, And a lot of people feel that way. They feel like they should be a stronger Christian or they should be a stronger person. No, grief is something very difficult. So embrace the grief, but also embrace the gratitude. So go easy on yourself. I think there's so much there that you just said that's so insightful. I think like the big thing is just, I mean, we've said it in so many other podcasts, but every grief journey is different. So if you are feeling sad, feel sad. If you feel happy about something, be happy. Like don't let expectations of others or society or, you know, expectations of how you think you should feel dictate what you do and how you approach life. Right. Because some people, like you said, might feel sad and not want to participate in activities this year, but you shouldn't let that deter you. If you're someone who did lose someone recently, but you do want to experience joy and really embrace the holidays. You can do that too. There's no right way to approach the holidays and Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes just the grief itself draws people down and away from people and they don't want to, they don't want to be joyful. They don't want to be great, you know, grateful for things, but you have to touch on that other side of your emotions in order to be a whole person. You're more than just your grief. You're more than just a gratitude. You're a mixture of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think, Maybe something that might be helpful is some practical things or practical ways, because I know we're talking about this, you know, like practice gratitude, get a handle, you know, identify um, maybe some different triggers in your life or, or, you know, instances that might make you grieve or um, make the season challenging. But what are some very practical tips you could give people who are struggling this year? Well, first of all, um, even outside of the pandemic that we're going into, just keep the day in perspective. Thanksgiving, it's one day out of the year. But in truth, in essence, we should be thankful every day. So why make a big thing out of being thankful on Thanksgiving? It's a day that we pick to be with our family and to be thankful. But you could treat it just as you do every day and just be a thankful person. Even though you're grieving inside, you can still be thankful for little things that happen. So just keep it in perspective. It's a day. It's just a a holiday. Um, And I like what you said there too, Sarge, just really quick, is that it, it is a choice. So even if you're not like bouncing off the walls happy or, you know, super, super joyful, you have a choice every day, you know, to say thank you, even if it's just like one thing. And I think that's like a really good, you know, it's not something that happens to you that you're like, you know, you don't have control over. Um, it's a very, you know, simple thing you can do each day, like you said, to, um, you know, just every day, just have something to be thankful for. Yeah. Some of some of the gratitude um, articles that I've read specifically tell people, look for three things each day to be thankful mm-hmm. for. So that's that's if you don't have anything else to go off of, you you might want to just pick three things just throughout your day. Make an effort to find three things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. OK, um, one of the other things you can do is try to face your fears head on when you're grieving. A lot of the uh, anxiety involves fear of the unknown. What's going to happen? Um 
you know, when you get to your Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, um, how am I going to handle it? Am I going to cry? Am I going to not be able to make it? Am I going to be so anxious that I can't breathe? Um, so face it head on and, and make a plan. Um, and I always tell people have a plan A and a plan B, and you might even have a plan C and a plan D. So if you plan to go to a uh, Thanksgiving celebration or at your house, socially distanced and protective, um, just plan one thing that you um, can do to make it special to yourself and your family. And if you find that it's something that's beyond your level of comfort, politely step out of the room. Um, go outside and get some fresh air or just say, I need to leave. You know, you can go and do what you want to do in another place. So make sure you plan ahead of time for planning on how you want to celebrate your Thanksgiving. Um, and then embrace your plan, whatever you have planned, just embrace it. Don't let people uh, intimidate you or or urge you to, to be a part of something that you're not ready for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about earlier, just actively seeking out gratitude. So part of that is adjusting your frame of mind. Um, And a lot of that involves going inward, reflecting, maybe some meditation time um, outdoors or in your bedroom, whatever, with a journal, writing down all the things that you're feeling, get those emotions out, understand what's going on but actively seek out some gratitude. And if you can't find it, ask God to show you because it's there. It might be blinded by your grief, but ask God, I need some signs to show things that I am still grateful for this year. And I almost guarantee you're gonna find something that happens and it's gonna be something that surprises you. It's I call them God winks, things that happen. Um, it could be a person, conversation, a song, a sign that you see, uh, some way that God steps into your world and shows you that it's going to be all right and that you can handle this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree um, with that too. Um, like were you saying, finding one good thing every day, um, those blessing jars. Oh, that, yeah. You know, at the end of each day, you write something on a post-it note um, that you're thankful for and then put it in a jar. And I actually did that, um, I think it was three years ago now. And I wasn't super um, on top of it. I'd say like maybe three to four times a week, I would remember to do it. But those are, I think, incredibly helpful. And just like you say, it kind of ties into everything. It's like gaining perspective, being thankful, finding, you know, and for me, it was really nice because it made sure I ended my day on a high note. So even if I had a really bad day, um, I would I would write in the jar every night before bed. So I would find at least one good thing. And sometimes it would just be something little like, you know, I woke up this morning and I didn't have a headache or, you know, just like I woke up awake or, you know, mm-hmm. I had this really good thing for lunch or it doesn't have to be anything like super crazy. Um, yeah. But the other thing I really liked about um, keeping that blessing jar was at the end of the year, I dumped it all out and got to read all the good thing that happened to me that year. And um, like talk about perspective because so much happens to you over the course of a year that you just forget about, or um, you'll have prayers that you forgot were answered or just all kinds of stuff. So I highly recommend the blessing jar as someone who's done it. And um, like I said, I only did it maybe like every other day, but it was still super helpful. And again, you end your day on, you know, a kind of a lighter note of Thanksgiving and um, it's something super, super easy. Um, all you need is a pen and some post-it notes and to write down a few words. So. And, and really at the end of that case, 
what you realized that after the year when you dumped out that blessing jar was that you were rich. And that richness yeah. had nothing to do with the collection of possessions or accumulating wealth, thing like that. All those different blessings that you experienced throughout the year that you put into a jar, you look back on and you realize my life is rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And for those of uh, our listeners who don't know what a blessing jar is, um, we have a link on our well, our website that is an article about the blessing jar. So you can look to see how to make one. But basically, it's a jar, any kind of jar that you want to have that's empty. And you write down throughout the day, throughout the year, anything that you find that's a blessing to yourself. And you put it in this jar. And the premise is at the end of the year, you dump this jar out and you look at all that you've been blessed with. But um, I find that you can do this at any time. You don't have to wait to the end of the year to look at your blessings. You can find when you're in a deep, dark time, like in your grief, that when you really need something to boost you, you can look in your blessing jar and pull out something and, and say, oh, wow, yeah, I forgot about that day. And then all of a sudden you feel lighter. You feel a little bit brighter. Your, your burden is a little lifted, a little higher. So, yeah. Yeah. And I like that too, because it's also a subtle reminder that, you know, like time moves forward. So even if you're having a bad day, you're, you know, a new day is going to come tomorrow and every day is going to bring something new with it, which um, I know helped me a lot too, because you're right. When you are having a bad day, you can look and say, look at all those good things that happened to me over the past couple of months. You know, like my jar is getting fuller and fuller, so it can't mm-hmm. all be that bad. So yeah. 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 Okay. So some um, of these things you can do that that help you to um, navigate through your grief during Thanksgiving know your limits Um, know what you can handle and keep things simple and simple as possible so that you don't have to deal with so many things at one time Um, another thing you can do that's concrete is to share whatever your gift is God deposits in each one of us I wouldn't say a gift but gifts during certain periods of time so you may have a number of gifts. Share that gift with other people. Share the gift that your loved one had. Maybe it's laughter. Maybe it's good cooking, a good recipe, or maybe it's um, you know some type of um, emotion that your your loved one had. But just share it. That right there is going to help you um, spread the good part of uh, your loved one and to help lift you up out of your your grief. Mm-hmm. I think one of the last things that we talk about with concrete things to do is just be honest with yourself and lean into your grief. Um, We talked about it earlier. Your grief is something that you um, that you're dealing with on a daily basis. So don't shove it aside. Um, The best way to get through grief is to walk through it. And um, you could have a companion, someone who is a close friend or support group or trusted uh, clergy or someone, anyone to walk with you through that grief journey. So be honest about what you're feeling. Let yourself grieve when you need to cry when you need to journal, um, talk it out, walk it out, get out in the outdoors, you know some exercise or whatever 
and then pay attention to what you're really thinking and listen to what's going on in your mind. Um, affirm what you're going through, but also counter what you're thinking with some grateful thoughts. So you might have something that says, I can't take another step. I can't take another day. Specifically take that thought captive, like the scriptures say, and give it to God. Say, I'm giving this thought to you and I ask you to replace it with something positive and then wait to see, you know, what kind of emotion you get back. God says we can ask for anything that we want. So whenever you have those deepest, darkest times that you can't find, you know, something positive, take that thought, write it down or speak it or just in your mind's eye, talk to God about it and, and he'll heal that, that emotion. Mm-hmm. And I think too with that, um, our priest gave a really good homily this past weekend talking about how um, so often when we have hard times in our life, lives, we ask God, you know, please give me strength or give me patience. And what God is, is he is strength and he is patience and he is, you know, self-love. So um, what you were saying, just talking to God and I think just opening yourself up for him to be present with you all the time and um, embracing that side. Um, he'll give you whatever it is that you need in that moment. So yeah, that's good too. And like what you were saying with leaning into grief, um, I just want to make sure that everyone um, listening knows that when we say lean into grief, lean experience it, but don't um, let it deter you from experiencing joy and experiencing gratitude, which, you know, is I think what we've been you know trying to get across this whole time is that leaning into your grief and experiencing grief doesn't mean you're excluded from joy and happiness during this time too. Yes. And um, if that's the biggest idea we can get across, um, I'd say, Rhonda, that would be it, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so um, just as we're wrapping up here, um, we're going to link some of those articles Rhonda mentioned, as well as a few YouTube videos that cover this topic in the description of this podcast. And we also have some really nice um, grounding scripture verses that Rhonda put together that we will um, also include in the description. Um just because I know, and Rhonda, I'm sure you could speak to this, a lot of people find those verses very grounding and um, helpful when it comes to putting things in perspective and working through their grief, right? Yes, yes. God's word is word is living and active. And when you read and receive God's word, it does some good things in you. Yeah. 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 So um, we're going to be doing um, during the next couple months, especially. We're, we're always here for you, um, everyone who's listening, but especially during the next couple months, just because we know, and you know, in a, in a quote unquote good year, these are difficult. Um, we know this year they're going to be um, especially challenging. So keep your, um, you know, your inboxes open and keep checking back. We're going to have some more holiday themed episodes as well as some, you know, COVID related episodes. And if there's any topic specifically you'd like us to cover coming up, it can be about the holidays or not. You can send those to podcast at clecem.org. And like I said, just um, keep up to date with us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can subscribe to our newsletter, um, or you could visit our website, clecem.org, for more information. Um, Rhonda and Joel, do you guys have any closing comments here? Well, for me, just for me, I'd like to wish everyone that they find their gratitude and their peace throughout this season and that uh, you feel love. That's that's overall the biggest thing I could ask is that you all feel loved. We love you. That's why we do these things, these podcasts, and we want you to feel that love and we're, we're grateful for you. I think well, I would just you. wrap it up 
<laughs> real, real quick by by like uh just reminding people like like Rhonda says uh, uh, all the time uh, be patient with yourself over these next several weeks well again thank you everyone for listening and thank you Rhonda as always for um, just being so um, patient and giving with you know what you've learned as your time as our bereavement coordinator and um, like I said we're looking forward to more talks with you in the coming months um, to help people That wraps up episode 20 of CC Airwaves. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you found this episode helpful. Join us in the future as together we navigate the upcoming holidays. Until then, take care, everyone.